It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Cincinnati Bengals have a new backup quarterback as Brandon Allen departs. And are there other free agents that the Bengals could sign in the wake of this draft class? Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on the Lockdown Bengals, and you can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and become one of those everydayers. Make us your first listen. Some really great clubs of Bengals fans there listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. And James, today we're going to get into a new backup quarterback. Something that the Bengals, I think, were looking to address in the draft. A lot of the quarterbacks, like tight ends, that they wanted to pick, where they wanted to pick them, were drafted before the Bengals had that opportunity. And they met with Trevor Simeon a while ago now. They recently mentioned, Zach Taylor recently mentioned Brandon Allen by name, but instead of Brandon Allen, who heads to San Francisco in the 49ers, the Bengals sign a guy that Brian Callahan knew back in Denver and Trevor Simeon, who has some experience backing up Peyton Manning, has some experience as a starter, has been around this league for a long time, James, and will now back up Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I like the signing. It's something we knew was a possibility when he visited last month, uh, nearly a month ago, but left town without a deal, and I think it was pretty simple. The Bengals wanted to see what the draft would go like, they probably left the door open at least slightly for Brandon Allen, considering thing, you know, he, he made the decision to go to the 49ers and within hours it's announced that Trevor Simeon, I think James Palmer had it first, uh, was was coming to Cincinnati. Real quick story on Trevor Simeon, because one of his best games, probably the best game of his career, came against the Bengals in 2016, which every Cincinnati media member will have reminded you by the, the time you hear this. But in 2016, the, the Broncos beat the Bengals 29-17 at, uh, at Paul Brown Stadium at the time. Simeon threw for 312 yards, four touchdowns. And after that game, the first episode of Locked on Bengals was, was recorded. So that uh, little wow. throwback, little fun fact. Yeah, so you, you said carve out a long career. It's like, man, that's, that's, that's when this podcast started. Um, but I like the signing. I like the signing for a few reasons. One – there's still the familiarity that you get with Brandon Allen in a guy like Trevor Simeon. No, he hasn't been in Cincinnati, but Brian Callahan knows him well and coached him when, you know, during the the Broncos run, he has a Super Bowl. He's been around the league. And so can he do what Brandon Allen did? Can he be that stabilizing veteran in the, the back end of that quarterback room? Absolutely. And he still has to earn the job. I think that this is going to be a competition to a degree with Jake Browning. And I don't know how open it will be if Simeon will come in and, and 
not get handed the job, but but have a, an edge. Or if Browning, who's been in the system now for a few years, is is going to you know be able to to compete zero zero with no score, even though there's familiarity there with with Brian Callahan. So I think that part's interesting. But overall, you look at what's out there, backup quarterback wise. I told you this before we went on air. I, I didn't love the idea of you know, a Carson Wentz necessarily, but I would have had the conversation and I would have ran it by you and I would have presented it with a a certain tone. I I didn't want to necessarily bring up Cam Newton or some of these other veterans out there. I know Matt Ryan was tweeted to me, which I think is interesting. Like the idea of Matt Ryan coming into backup Joe Burrow. I I don't know. Maybe he does that. Maybe he just retires, but Trevor Simeon is certainly a capable backup with familiarity with uh, the coaching staff. So I like this signing a lot, and it's it's probably a budget signing. I'm not sure he's going to make much, so it's a, a, another good aspect of things. Yeah, the thing with Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, and well, those two guys in particular, I think, is they're they're going to be pretty expensive to to come play backup quarterback. Consider. Yeah, they're not, they're not signing for one million bucks. No, I mean it's hard to find quarterbacks that are that cheap. It's something that we've talked about for the last few years. A backup quarterback, like, is this the year they need to spend a little bit more? And, and get the $7 million backup at the position who, you know, maybe you have a little bit more confidence in uh, to, to play a, a handful of games if you need them to. And I do think they're getting to be around that point. You look at some of the teams that have those really established quarterbacks and you see some of this on teams that are expecting to compete every year they have that quarterback. Just to try to help you stay at a little bit of a higher level of that position if you need to for a handful of games, a couple games, a single game, a half of a game, uh, Chad Henney in, in Kansas city obviously stands out, but like, think about like Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. being around as a, as a mega backup who obviously was capable of starting when he needed to for some period of time. And so Trevor Simeon, probably not that guy, but does have a lot of experience has started. What am I looking at? 24, Sorry, 30 NFL games. 24 of those were in Denver. 30 total NFL starts for them in New Orleans as well. That's a lot of experience. And and I think it's actually a good amount more than they had with Brandon Allen, who can you blame him for going to San Francisco with with the kind of mess they have at quarterback right now? I mean, they have some guys, obviously. Sam Darnold there to back up as well. Trey Lance, Brock Purdy. But there's an opportunity there perhaps for him. To, to stick on a team and get a get 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 into a backup role that may see the field. Yeah, I think the 49ers, the Trey Lance deal might be, you know, he might be traded in the, the foreseeable future. The reason you sign a guy like Allen is to be a backup, of course. You have Brock Purdy, you have Sam Darnold. What's Allen? I think they want three quarterbacks, and so would not be shocked if I if you see Trey Lance moved. Heck. Maybe by the time you hear this podcast, certainly uh, in the coming days or weeks. I, I was just looking at the free agents available, and, and I get it. He isn't – like to me, like the super backup might be like Andy Dalton, like someone like that. And I, I'm not just saying mm-hmm. that because – No, you're right. – of his Cincinnati ties. But he's he's making like 8 to $10 million over two years, sometimes more than that, got some incentives. Like he's like that super backup that you feel pretty good about. But Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Joe Flacco, Chase Daniel at 36 years old, Josh Johnson, Brett Rippon, John Walford, Bryce Perkins, Jake Luton. The only guy there that really gets my attention a little bit is Teddy Bridgewater. And I think Teddy Bridgewater's name is bigger than his game at this point. Like, if you 
tell me Trevor Simeon would be better than Teddy Bridgewater, I wouldn't really argue with you. Like this might be the best available option for the Bengals, especially given his familiarity, his experience. He has started 30 games, like you mentioned. I don't think there would be anyone that would send me over the moon on that list. Yeah, probably not at this point. It's good to have a little bit of experience there. You went to my alma mater. So there you go. Bonus like points for Jake Lisko. Yeah. Got got the Northwestern guy on the team. I mean, I don't know. Have we had a Northwestern guy in the Cincinnati Bengals since like I don't remember the last one? If there's been one in recent history. But they've got one now in Trevor Simeon. And and James, you mentioned some other free agents out there that that you're interested in. Some of them seem like they might be obvious moves. They're not going to be necessarily the, the glitzy, glamorous names. But there are some free agents out there the Bengals could sign, and we'll get into that conversation a little bit here coming up next. Matt O'Dwyer, Gunnar Vogel. They signed free agent offensive tackle Gunnar mm. Vogel. He was an undrafted free agent. So, Got it. So, some under-the-radar guys from your Northwestern Wildcats. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. You're talking about a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, covered in 100% dark chocolate. What more could you ask for? I'll tell you what. DJ Turner, I know he's going to try to put on some weight. He needs to get some milk bars in his life because it's going to get the protein that he needs in his diet to get those gains. And whether you're just trying to eat a little healthier, whether you need a midday snack, whether you need more protein in your diet, Built Bar is perfect for you. And you can get them right now in a few different places. Of course, Built.com as always. You can also go to your local Walmart, your local Sam's Club. And at Sam's, they have the 13-bar box. So if you're a Sam's Club member, go there, get the, the variety pack, the 13-bar box, and feast on them. Or you can get a four-pack at Walmart or just simply go to Built.com. I call it the number one protein bar on the planet for a reason. Get yours today at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, free agency is one of your favorite times of year. Oh, yeah. You love to talk about Ezekiel Elliott and, well, a number of other names. Don't spoil the names that I'm going to bring up soon, Jake. That was unintentional. I didn't know. <laughs> you, you didn't tell me. I'm sorry. Until but, he signs elsewhere, Zeke is on my list. Go ahead. I'm sure you've got a, a good list of names, and, and I'll let you kick this off because I, I know you're pretty excited about some of these guys. And, and in other cases, you just have some ideas that I think are pretty interesting. Yeah, let, let's, start, let's start with most realistic and go to least realistic. And most realistic, given the Bengals' history, given where the Bengals are at, and they have some roster spots open, they're going to sign some guys. I think that they go with some familiar faces. And what have we talked about? Tight end. Tight end, tight end, tight end. And let's time back to after the the really unfortunate news about Foster Moreau, and certainly hope he's doing well, but they bring him in for a visit. 
And it's like, okay, well, this could be like the last guy that would make sense outside of Irv Smith Jr. And the Foster Moreau news comes down and it's like, well, what are they going to do at tight end? It's just Devin Asiasi and a couple practice squad guys from last year. Well, they sign Irv Smith Jr. And then Drew Sample takes a visit with Arizona. They bring him back on a one-year deal. I wonder if they just bring the band back together and re-sign Mitch Wilcox. It's one of those things where you look at it, his familiarity in the system. He, he knows the offense. He knows the players that he has a role in this offense when needed. They saw him last year. And I, I think it would make a lot of sense. So if, if I had to name one guy on the planet that I thought might end up back in Cincinnati or with Cincinnati, we're all speculating here. I'm, I mean, I'm going to speculate for the next 15 minutes, but I think Mitch Wilcox has a good chance of re-signing with the Bengals and sort of being tight end four, tight end three, whatever you want to say in that room. They all have roles, right? He does something different than Devin Asiasi, than Drew Sample, certainly than Irv Smith Jr. And so I, I think that could be your tight end room is, is those four guys. Yeah, they have kind of talked about Mitch Wilcox as if he's on the team a couple of times <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. So it wouldn't be surprising at all. I mean, you look at who's on the roster right now. You got those top three guys, and I think they are likely to make the team, given what's out there at tight end, who's on the team at tight end, that sort of stuff. Irv Smith, mm -hmm. Devin Asiasi, Drew Sample. Mm -hmm. And then behind them, Tanner Hudson, Nick Bowers, who were on the practice squad last year, and they signed Christian Trahan, a college free agent, tight end out of Houston who's 6'2", 245, by the way. We haven't talked about the college free agents very much at all. Uh, we will but, when they're official. We'll, we'll, we'll do a whole episode on it. Then we'll have to figure you out want. who they are. Because uh, I don't know who Christian Trahan or Trahan is right now. Uh, but he played tight end at Houston is, is what we do know. And so uh, are any of those guys the fourth tight end? They carried four tight ends last year. They carried four running backs last year. Yeah. So... Will one of those things give? Will they cut cut down the roster at either position? I mean, you see what happens at the tight end position in this league, right? Mm -hmm. you, you need depth there. Those guys tend to get hurt a lot. You've got some guys that have been hurt on this roster. Drew Sample obviously missed last year after suffering an injury early in the season. Irv Smith, everybody can't stop talking about his injury history whenever you talk about Irv Smith. So certainly would make sense. To, to add a name there, Mitchell Wilcox does make the most sense, but I mean, we probably would have thought after the draft that Brandon Allen made the most sense too in, in a lot of scenarios. And mm -hmm. I, we know that they had the meeting with Trevor Simeon, of course, but but th there's not another guy out there tight end, I guess, but are there any other names at the tight end position, some external candidates kind of in the same or similar yeah. bucket that, that you think are interesting? Yeah, I'll name one more. And it's because you mentioned the visit with Trevor Simeon. And I thought about it. And this guy's a familiar name because he played in Cincinnati, but not last year. Seathan Carter. Mm. Is, is, is that a guy that they could just say, ah, oh, well, you know, let, let's go that route. And he can play a role and he can be that valuable special teamer that they need. And I don't know, but he, he did visit with them uh, in free agency last month. So there's a chance that they could go that route. Outside of that, there really isn't much. I mean, you know, do you want Dan Arnold or Cam Brate, you know, Max Williams, Jesse James, Anthony Ferkser? I, 
I'm just looking down the list here of tight ends that are available. You're right. It is, it's pretty lean. And maybe one of those guys is the route they go. Tyler Croft, by the way, uh, is out there. But um, yeah, if, if I had to guess, and I'll let you name name your guy that happens to be older than both of us, um, mm. I, I would say Mitch Wilcox would be the favorite. And I could see the path where they go with Seathan Carter. It would not shock me. You could also see a trade. Sure. Uh, yes. This is this is something that I was talking about at the very Ooh. tail end of the show with Joe yesterday. Ooh. So for anybody who made it past like the 35 minute mark, you got to hear some of this conversation. But we we were talking about a scenario in which Lel Collins is healthy, or Cody Ford Ooh. can actually play right tackle, or Ooh. and needed a change of scenery, or Ooh. or maybe Jackson Carmen steps up and is ready to play right tackle. Deontay Smith, pick a guy, somebody who steps <laughs> up and is is playing well at right tackle in the preseason. Jonah Williams is still unhappy. The the tight end replacement hasn't materialized. It's, you know, right after the third game of the preseason before the cutdowns occur, the Bengals swing a BJ Hill style trade for a tight end. Whew, I wonder Interesting. I'm just I'm just trying to think of who that would be. Like would they be willing to trade Jonah Williams for CJ Uzama? I don't know. The, the specifics are hard because you're talking about a tackle and a tight end. And, Th- that's what and, I mean. Like, I think they value Jonah at a certain level. And mm-hmm. I get it. You could argue the money part, but by then they've had the money figured out somehow and well, it's accounted for. Unless an extension is like in the works because they, they could still be working on an extension then. Uh, the, the idea was essentially like somebody else has stepped up, right? And and you, you feel good about Jonah's your plan. the backup, and they're not paying the backup. Sure, or or it's close enough, you know, and Jonah's still unhappy or something. I don't know. There's just a world, but but the guy I was going to mention real quick, just just to touch on the unlikely name here at tight end, Mercedes Lewis, who is definitely a little bit long in the tooth for an NFL tight end, an NFL player of any position, especially not a specialist, but. They want an inline guy. They've, they've kind of got two of these, which is another reason it's unlikely. He'd be in the same role as Devin Asiasi and Drew Sample, but one of the best blocking tight ends in our lifetime, Mercedes Lewis, could be fun. But I, yeah, I think it's he, very unlikely. I think it's unlikely too because he's as old as Brian Callahan, and not that they're old, and Zach yeah. Taylor, right? And they just they they have not gone that route with with veterans. I think it's really unlikely, and if Jags fans hear this, that they might rip me, especially because the Jags took Anton Harrison. But I was just trying to think of hypothetical trades. What if Bretton Strange comes on pretty quickly for them at tight end and Walker Little gets dinged up with Cam Robinson suspended? Walker Little's playing right tackle right now. Anton Harrison could slide in that left tackle role or vice versa or whatever the case is. But there's not a lot behind those guys with Robinson out. So maybe you would go that route. Like if, if Evan Ingram's contract negotiations go sour, maybe you could go that route. I just do the Bengals want to spend that he's franchise tagged. It's not like he's not getting paid. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was just trying to identify a, a fun hypothetical, but uh, I did like, I did like yeah. the jets because Tyler Conklin, CJ, CJ Uzama, obviously they signed both of those guys last year, but then Jeremy Rucker and they just drafted Zach Koontz too. So they go God. pretty deep at tight end right now yeah. in New York with Aaron Rodgers. Over Would you there. do it for Ruckert? I mean, there, there's the third round pick there, the youth. 
on Jeremy Ruckert's side, and and we liked him well enough as a prospect for for the third round. But I don't know; it's pretty hard to to justify a straight up tackle for tight end trade. Uh, and, but and, you know, the money is a factor, and the need is a factor, probably. And and they who did they draft third round last year? I'm trying to think. They passed on Ruckert. He was picked a few picks after. So that's the other part of this. Mm-hmm. Is how much how did much, they value him? How yeah. much did they like him? Because they they went Dax Cam. Who was their who was their third rounder? Now? Zach Carter. Yeah, Zach Carter. So they, they picked Zach Carter at 95. And I think Ruckert went off the board at 97 or 98, something like that. So who knows? And maybe they really liked him. They just knew that they, they needed to get that that interior alignment. But uh, it, that one's interesting for sure. I know CJ Uzama's deal got restructured too. It's it's interesting, but you're right. I, I wouldn't rule it out because I could totally see a, a late preseason move or a roster cut down move where they add another tight end. And maybe it's not Jonah. It's it's just that's the most trade eligible Bengal right now that you can think of, right? The most obvious candidate. But I know you've got a few other ideas here, James, mm-hmm. in free agency to talk about because, of course, we haven't even, besides a spoiler, mentioned Zeke yet. I know you're dying to. So we'll finish the show with a few other positions, a few other names here coming up next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get to some of these other names. Uh, One more familiar face. Eli Apple. I wouldn't completely rule it out yet. Uh, An idea of, of him reuniting. He's got a good relationship with Lou. He's still just out there. At some point, if you're him, you want to get on a roster. Maybe he comes back. I think in the, the right circumstances, that could certainly happen. Um, that said, now that I have the, the familiar faces on my list out of the way, you well, mentioned. Do we want to talk about the likelihood of, of Eli Apple? Sure, we can. Do, do I mean, we think they're going to carry seven corners? Because last year it was six pretty much all year, and that would be a little bit of a difference. They did carry six linebackers too, though. So maybe they go five at linebacker. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. I'm pulling up the, the depth chart just so we can count them. Count them here. Obviously, it's tough because Cam Taylor-Britt, Mike Hilton, obviously locks. You have Chidobe Awuzier, who, assuming he's healthy, which he seems to just be doing really, really well. Turner. So now you're at four. Mm-hmm. Before, getting to, Jones. before you get to Sidney Jones, that would potentially be five. Alan George six, and they that's gave a, a two-year deal to uh, Jalen, Davis. Jalen Davis. Yep. So roster-wise, that it's tough. He would probably be battling for a spot. Eli would with a Sidney Jones, and that part would be in. Like, are, are you willing to do that if you're Eli Apple? I don't know, but if you're the Bengals, I think you'd be open to the idea of him battling for that that type of spot and having that type of competition at the back end of your cornerback room. At the same time, I don't know if Eli would be down for it. So it's it's probably unlikely, but keep an eye on it because you never know. Maybe they decide to to put Cheeto on on one of these lists for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and and 
that way you have some more insurance there with a guy who knows the system. I think that's where it can make sense is if they realize, you know, around training camp that Cheeto's going to need a few more weeks. That That's where you can see it makes sense because they ran out there with Eli Apple and, and Cam Taylor Britt last year. Maybe DJ Turner beats him out, right? Maybe DJ Turner hits the ground running and, and starts right away if Cheeto's not ready. Wouldn't be shocking at all. Would force them into a pretty tough cut. I mean, they're already facing a tough cut, I think, at corner because yeah. you got those four guys, Cheeto, Cam Taylor Britt, Mike Hilton, DJ Turner, that they've invested a lot of capital in. They just signed Sidney Jones and they gave Jalen Davis a two-year deal. So, like, you would think that would be the six. That would be the chalk six, right? That's who you would expect to make the team at corner. Mm-hmm. But we'll probably talk about this some more too, right? Like, we should probably give our two early 53-man roster projections. It's going to be tricky at, at corner, though, just looking ahead there. And if you add mm-hmm. Eli Apple to the mix, you would think that he would make the team. He was starting for them in the playoffs last year. So we'll it, it would make it a difficult decision there. But let's let's talk about some of the less likely names, James. I know you were excited for that. Yeah. I've made the argument for Zeke plenty. I, I still think the door is at least cracked on a deal. And it comes down to what what hole want money-wise. And I haven't heard that. But the Bengals didn't fully address running back. Like, if they had drafted Dorian Thompson-Robinson, we're not talking about backup quarterback and them signing Trevor Simeon. I, I fully believe that. Well, they addressed running back, but they didn't double dip. And I wouldn't look at that position and think that they're just done there. Now, college free agent coming in, I understand that. You have all these different things. I get it. But could they add to that room? It, it would not shock me. So you, you just look at the top running backs available. I think Ezekiel Elliott makes the most sense. He is a big name. I get it. He would have to be a role player. I think he's a role player wherever he goes at this stage of his career. Other names, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt. I don't like the fit as much for either one of those guys. Could Hunt do some of the things that Zeke could do? Yeah, I think so. Fournette, I think I would rather just hand it off to Chase Brown, if I'm going to be quite honest with you, because he's a really good runner. And uh, I I would want more of a pass blocker. So those would be... Uh, some of the running backs, um, other names, and then just real quick, just to throw out there, Yannick Ngakwe, could they go that route? Probably no. not. We talked about this before. I'm going to raid on your parade there. Just, it's not my parade. No, I would sign Zeke. If you want a free agent, I would sign Zeke because they have no one to pass block, and I get it. They like Travion Williams. What if he gets hurt? Who is it? You don't trust Joe Mixon, a fifth rounder in Chase Brown. And my God, there's no way they trust Chris Evans to pass block. He's in the doghouse right now. And I know people get mad about that, but clearly they're they're not seeing something with him as a runner, period. Just as a runner. Mm-hmm. And, and and so pass blocking wise, I think it's unfair to expect him to do that at this point. So to me, that is still a hole. Even if you believe in Joe Mixon, even if you think that Joe Mixon is that dude, still fine. But you need to find someone else because right now it's it's a little lean there. Um, that said, I think you have a few guys. So to me, it would be Zeke if he's willing to be a complimentary piece for, for whoever whoever's backfield it is. I don't think it would be Zeke's backfield, to be clear. And as big of a name as he is, for those reasons, he makes sense. Like if he's your passing down back, you sometimes anyway, maybe he's like in the Samaje P. Ryan role where two-minute drill – you have them out there because you're, you're doing checkdowns and pass blocking in that situation if you're running back. And, yeah. and maybe that's where Zeke would fit. Uh, so similar kind of idea. But 
Big name. So what what kind of role is he going to be looking for? Is he going to wait for an injury situation to pop up where he can go be a bell cow again? Wouldn't be shocking if he's hoping for that situation to materialize, right? Uh, one of the reasons Yannick Ngakwe would be shocking to me, well, one, I don't think there's really like the money playing time opportunity for him in sure. Cincinnati. And two, they're so deep right now on the edge. This is something we talked about, about them even drafting an edge player. They didn't sign a single edge college free agent, as far as we know, uh, after drafting Miles Murphy. And they have nine guys on the roster right now, including Jeff Gunter, Raymond Johnson, and Owen Carney. And the free agent edition of, of Terrell Basham on mm-hmm. the roster at those spots, in addition to all the guys who played last year, Sam Hubbard, Cam Sample, Joseph Osai, Trey Hendrickson. So I think they're pretty stacked there. But on the interior defensive line, they're a little leaner in terms of camp competition in particular. You've obviously got four guys that I think are locked in. But could they add something there? Matt Ioannidis, a name that he's been a, a quality rotational interior defensive lineman in this league for a long time, was a surprising cut uh, in, in the winter or in the spring or whatever season that was when he got cut recently, a couple months ago or a month ago or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that name stands out. Wouldn't surprise me if it's not that name, if it's somebody else that they bring in for a little bit of competition there with JT Fele, Dominique Davis, that that kind of spot it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all if there's something there just for the competition just for the depth uh in, in the preseason process in the training camp process yeah and no, i you know how i get players it. Are, are reportedly on the roster right now have we done a count with the college free agents it was 85 to 87 i i need to, to recount to make sure but it's in that that range it might be 88 now but there, there's at least a couple spots open so, uh, and I, I would have to do a full count to make sure. But yeah, I, I agree. I think in general, right, like defensive tackle is is higher on their list than edge. I just mentioned Ngakwe because I think he's one of the better better players still available. Um, outside of that, I, I think they're pretty set. I think it's going to be maybe at a tight end. I think they'll probably add a running back. And maybe it's someone we're not thinking of, right, that, they, that there's a history with. Mm-hmm. But usually is, right? It feels like they're going to add one more piece. It just, to me, and maybe I'm crazy, right? But, you know, maybe it's, I'm, I'm just looking here, maybe a J.D. McKissick to be a passing down back, even though he's dealt with injuries and he's almost 30. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to identify exactly who it would be, but uh, it would not shock me at all if they look uh, the veteran route for a running back, even if, by the way, they keep, uh, keep Joe Mixon, who – uh, real quick, just the off the field stuff. He was in court again on on Wednesday morning, and mm-hmm. he's got he's due back in court later this month. I think in twelve days. I think it's May fifteenth or May seventeenth. I might have the date off, but this might not be fully resolved until October, wow. according to the judge. So we'll see there. Obviously, it's misdemeanor charges. People are familiar with it. I don't have to get into all of that, but just a quick update on that because we haven't covered it recently because there hasn't been news to cover. Right. Good update. Well, that is probably the last update for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast there, James. Uh, looking at some free agents, looking at some depth pieces, and none of that should surprise anybody going into camp. They do have those few open roster spots. Combining 
the Trevor Simeon news with the count on over the cap, which is at 75, and the college free agents that I've seen reported and can count, you're right, is it's in that high 80s range. So they have a couple more spots to get to 90 if they want to take 90 players into camp, and they typically do. So we wouldn't be surprised for those reasons. And maybe it's just a couple other college free agents, but we wouldn't be surprised for those reasons to see a few other names show up on the Bengals roster heading into training camp. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We've been, we'll be back tomorrow. One more episode, James, in our no days off streak after the draft here. So until then, Bengals fans, thanks for listening. Hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.